The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Marion McCone and Carl Thomas joining us from the United States. And Carl, I'll start with you because it looks like Donald Trump is getting desperate. Legal action to try and stop the Justice Department investigating the files seized from Mar-a-Lago. He seems to have a lot to hide, doesn't he? Well, that's a loaded question, Matt. Uh, the, the big uh, actual news story, I think, is coming Thursday when the judge who uh, ordered the uh, who issued the warrant based on an affidavit from the Justice Department uh, has instructed the Justice Department to open up the warrant as far as they can and reveal more details of what led to the raid. Now, the Justice Department, being what it is, is probably going to redact a lot of information. But here's something that ought to trouble all Americans, and in fact, uh, people in free Western societies. Much of the information that is coming out about Trump and the records and the rest is being leaked uh, anonymously to the New York Times and Washington Post. It's kind of a drip, drip, drip kind of thing. Uh, nobody, the president's lawyers, pre- former president himself, uh, cannot defend against these uh, anonymous uh, leaks. And I, I think it's very dangerous to the justice system. Let's decide this in court where it should be decided and uh, through the legal process, not through the anonymous leaks and sources that are never named. But what about all the lies that Trump has been saying from the moment that this uh, search warrant was executed? And if, well, he, if he wants to be treated in such a way as not to have information leaking as to what happened, maybe he shouldn't have been making statements about the FBI officers, uh, making false claims about them. Indeed, in some sense, perhaps even putting their lives in danger. Well, Matt, uh, that's one way to look at it. And another way is that it was overkill. I mean, if you look at the pictures, Trump wasn't home, probably a few staffers or something. It was a nighttime raid. These guys are standing outside with semi-automatic weapons and bulletproof vests. I mean, this this was just over the top, in my view, as one who believes in civil liberties and uh, and the rule of law. I think, frankly, they went too far on this. He was already cooperating, according to him and the National Archives, in turning over some records as, as far back as June. And I think uh, in the past, uh, other presidents who have had uh, issues with uh, documents they've taken, notably Bill Clinton, who uh, took a bunch of documents, put them in his sock drawer of all things, and a judge ruled that they were his private property and a conservative group that had sued to try to get access to these records that he had taken, Clinton, uh, said, uh, no, it's his private property, they had no right. Except, Marion McKeown, the documents that Donald Trump has taken were not private property, and the leaks that Cal has referred to suggest he took more than 300 classified documents, many of them of the absolute top secret importance, which is leading some people to suggest he could be facing charges under the Espionage Act. Well, that's the the act under which the warrant um, was brought, the Espionage Act, one one of the uh, three acts, in fact, but but um, which suggests that there is probable cause that a crime was committed under that. But Cal, I mean, the, 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 you know, comparing what Bill Clinton took with what Donald Trump took, there's no comparison. It's not just apples and oranges; it's apples and cows. It's, it's it's totally different. What he took, he was entitled to take. Nobody is suggesting except for Donald Trump himself that he was entitled to abscond with 300 sets of classified documents. And it's not just that he took them, it's that the National Archives sent people down. They spent 
18 months trying to get these documents back. They went down, they involved in negotiations, they involved in, the, in discussions. Uh, they got some of them back. Then there were subpoenas. There was a subpoena sent in June. And that was at the point where they were so shocked by what they had already retrieved. They thought, this is, a, this is serious stuff. So there was a, a subpoena sent in June. And this, to me, is really interesting. Two of Donald Trump's lawyers signed off on, the, on a legal document that they sent to the Department of Justice in June saying there's nothing else left. You've got everything. Now, those lawyers, I, I, if they hold on to their licenses, they're going to be very lucky, but they're going to be in trouble with the Department of Justice. So you see that there was a constant pattern of lying, of concealing information, of pretending they didn't have stuff they did have. And now, yeah, we have heard through leaks that there were 300 classified documents. And we heard Trump's pathetic excuse that, oh, well, if I'm the president or the ex-president, I can declassify them by waving my mythical magic wand over them and just saying, I declassify you, which is utter nonsense. And now this court case, I, you know, I read through the 27-page filing just so so nobody else out there has to. And it's it's just a political statement. It reads like one of Donald Trump's rallies with a couple of legal points thrown in. Now, I happen to think, let a, set, a special master be appointed. That's what he's looking for at the moment. So, yeah, let, let a neutral body go through the documents uh, who isn't connected to the case and, and just say, OK, you had no business taking this. You had no business taking this. Or if there are documents there which he was entitled to, let him have them back. But this whole thing is a complete nonsense. And by the way, Cal, the FBI followed protocol to the letter in that raid. They did everything that you are supposed to do when you are executing a search warrant. Also keeping in mind there was an untold number of people there and that there were also Secret Service on the premises who had guns. So they, no, I'm not saying there would have been a shoot-off, I'm saying that they had to comply. They advised the Secret Service in advance they were coming and they did everything they were supposed to do. So there's no issue there. Well, I agree on the special master thing, Mary, and I think that would help uh, with the credibility of the investigation. So I'm with you on that. Carl, you were on the money last week in your assessment of Liz Cheney because it looks like she is gearing up to run as an independent to defy Trump. But would you expect her to run Ross Perot like in the presidential election or do you think will she try and run for the Republican nomination and damage him there? Well, she has absolutely uh, no base for the Republican Party. I think she'll probably leave the party, as some others have done. And Democrats have done that, too, in the past, when they felt that their party no longer represents uh, their uh, political worldview. But she's already established, Liz Cheney has, a political action committee and is raising money for it, even before she leaves Congress. She lost by a huge margin in her in her primary. So I think she's going to try to be a spoiler like uh, uh, Ralph Nader was against Al Gore in the year 2000 and uh, like Ross Perot was against uh, George Bush, which helped uh, uh, Bill Clinton get elected. So these, these third-party candidates uh, never win the presidency, but they can decide who else wins it, and I think that's her primary goal. Okay, but I wonder, um, Marion... Would she be popular amongst Democratic voters, given that, okay, she's clearly not Trump and she clearly believes in higher standards in the execution of public office, but many of her views would be in keeping with maybe her father's former Vice President Dick Cheney and might be far too right-wing for many Americans. What do you think? 
Oh, yeah, I th- I think that, you know, Democrats are applauding her courage, but it's actually quite amusing. Uh, I, when I was in Wyoming a while ago, uh, people were saying, you know, the, 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 some of the Democrats are concerned that she might get a couple of the billionaires who've been funding them forever on board with her, who may be more inclined to think like her in, in terms of finance and low taxes, etc., um, but have been more liberal and other things. I don't know. But look, she has no, she, not a single position of hers. The irony that she has to to leave a party that or that she will probably have to that that is no longer about her or that represents her views is really something because she is the most true blue conservative Republican you can find. She's 100 uh, percent conservative Republican. She's pro energy drilling. She's low taxes. She's pro guns. She's anti-abortion. You know, I mean, there isn't a single view that she has that I think Democrats would warm up to other than the fact that I said they respect her courage. But having to leave a party because you tell the truth, simply because you tell the truth that your candidate lost the election in in, uh, 2020 and that then you take people to task who try to overturn that election is really a reflection of where the Republican Party is at. I think for what it's worth, I agree with Cal, she'd be more effective in the Republican primaries if she entered just so she could challenge Trump in the debates. Um, As a third party, you know, she could take, she could damage a, a, a Democrat candidate as much as a Republican with never Trumpers and independents who don't really like uh, the Democratic sort of platform, but they think Trump is too crazy and the Republican Party is too crazy. She could have a small constituency there, but I think enough to damage a Democrat candidate as much as a Republican one. Okay, Uh, Cal, is Dennis Rodman heading off to Russia to rescue the basketballer Brittany Griner? Finally, we get to a substantive issue, Matt. Yes, well, you certainly are familiar with uh, Mr. Rodman and his trip to North Korea, uh, where you were also there. Uh, I think uh, this is, you know, being opposed. It was opposed before the previous uh, time he did this to North Korea. It's being opposed by the current State Department. I don't see it having any effect whatsoever. When you're dealing with evil, the person on the other side of the table is almost always compromised, and the evil dictators use that person for their own political ends. So if Putin and company are going to uh, release Breiner, I think they're going to have to have a greater reason than a visit by Dennis Rodman. Of course, Marion, this woman was convicted for drugs possession and trafficking. What she had was cannabis-infused vaping cartridges. So this is a pretty outrageous detention for nine years uh, that she is suffering. But whatever about Rodman shooting hoops with Kim Jong-un, he ain't going to get anywhere with Vladimir Putin, is he? And I can't imagine the Americans would even leave him out of the country to try and go to Russia. Yeah, I mean, the colossal ego and, and stupidity of this is, is really quite something. You know, I mean, as though he's going to go over there, he, you know, he says he has permission to go. Well, permission from who? I mean, of course, Putin will probably be delighted to, to see him come over and use him for, you know, what, whatever his intentions, which may be really coming from a good place, if a naive one, they're not going to happen. He's, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a pointless publicity stunt, at, I, I think, at best. You know, they're, 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 he really has no business doing it. And even if he does go, I'm not going with him on this one. All right, Marion oh, well. McEwen and Joe, <laughs> Cal Thomas. He'll be very disappointed. <laughs> no, no, Dory, he doesn't talk to me anymore. Anyway, we leave it there. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.